gotta you gotta keep the the hand um, motions the hand motions gotta warm up you know shit bro z it's been a minute dog a long it's been a, long time it's been a long time it's literally been a month yo i just hit record by the way i don't know if you saw it it's okay but, we're back in the mix. It's it's been literally twenty nine days. Wait, how many days are in the month? Thirty days? That was thirty one, bro. That was the big thirty one. It's been thirty one days since we put out a podcast, and uh, we definitely we definitely missed y'all. We definitely got some shit to talk about. A whole presidency came and went. That's as we much back. as we gonna talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We normally and we leaving all of that in 2020. We leaving all the vibes that way, and it is what it is. Um, before we get started, Z, guy, how you feeling? Good, brother. Good, man. Healthy. You know what I mean. Everything's going back to how it's supposed to be. So I can't complain. You look good. Thank you. you. Look good. <laughs> we out here. You, know? <laughs> you look good. We out here, hey, baby. Man. You know, I appreciate hey, it, <laughs> That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Um, how are you? What you, what you be? Uh, shit, bro. Just uh, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling optimistic. That's yeah. the word I want to use. Okay. Optimistic. I okay. feel really like I feel rejuvenated. I feel like I got you know some forward thinking mentality going on, and I'm ready to get started. Like I'm here for it. That boy said and, forward thinking. He's ready to change something. Man, <laughs> we look. He's going to build a bridge. Five, ten years in the future. That's what we're looking at right now. You know. That Stacey man. Abram game plan, you know? Oh, man. Stacey Abram, like, <laughs> Cold, she bro. She is so <laughs> ill, man. She's Political Terminator, dog. <laughs> For real. Was like uh, 12 years old and was like, yo, I'm going to run Atlanta. Huh? <laughs> like, what 12-year-old? How's that on your wish list? And then on the, even in like the face of defeat on some I'll be back type shit. Like, all right, stay oh. right there. <laughs> I lost stay by right one there. percent. Don't worry about it. You stay right there. Stay I'm gonna right flip there. both Senate seats and I'll be right back. Don't worry about it. I got Bro, that right woman's that gonna ass. turn that woman's gonna turn Georgia blue by the time she's gonna run for governor again. And they're gonna have a blue governor, blue senators, and now y'all gotta flip the legislature and it's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be nuts <laughs> to see. Man, we twenty twenty one, we twenty twenty two. Man, but shit, bro. I'm glad we and back. I'm gonna get right into it, and you I'm actually just gonna get right into it. You know what I mean? My own path. Uh, how can I be <laughs> successful? Um, how can I follow the path that someone else has laid for me to be successful? Okay. Hey. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I like the horns. The horns do it for me. Yeah, bro, you got to sprinkle the horns in every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> you put a little flair, you know what I mean? Mini dance hall. I rock with it. Dealt with all the pressure, played it like you never noticed that. Amongst it all, put yourself on the map. Turn it to a booming operation. Where your focus at? Where your 600 bins? Where your rovers at? Where your Cuban leg, nigga? Where your rollie at? I would rather shoot before I run. Pressure on my shoulder, where it done. You should try and do what we done. Make a million dollars while you young. I would rather shoot before I run. 
They stepping on my game. These bitches gotta start paying me for this. Can't get no more free, free Randy. Free Randy. Bro, that is the illest drop. I love it. We have on this podcast. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Push that button, bro. Like, oh my god. These gotta start paying me for this. I feel you. They gotta start paying me. One of these days, we gonna get some. Che- we gonna get some checks off of this. Something fifty some cents. Something. I need something. Hey man, we need. We need. All right, bro. I'm up. All right. So real quick to the listenership, right? I started off the pod by saying it's been a minute. I'm locked in on this podcast. Fact. I haven't podcasted in about a month. Moving forward, every Friday, every Friday, we will be putting out a podcast. And, hell or high uh, water. Hell or high water. You know, our lives are busy. We all got different schedules. We got a bunch of different things, different things going on. But no matter what, every Friday, we're going to have a podcast out and try and get that consistency. Because that's how we get the bag. Right, right, Because, I mean, right, right. You, you can't pay somebody every, you know, random six weeks off the, off the yeah. strength. You got to. That's dead. That's dead. You know what I mean? Traction, Real quick. Though, my homie, that, that's how you build it, too, though, you know? That's how you build that traction, bro, coming back every week. My, my homie, real quick before we go too far, he just straightened his hoodie up. I just want to let sure let everybody know that we are sponsored and powered by the homies. Make sure you get Thank your you. homie wear my boy over here looking fresh. <laughs> is that a one of one? Can they get that? This, I think this Ooh, is a one on one. I don't know if I want to bring this one back one. yet. Yeah, this is a one on one. But you know, you know, www the homies There's some drip out there. There's some drip out there. Sure. Yeah, com. You go check that out. You get your drip and you steeze together. Talk about consistent. My boy been putting drops out. Make sure you make sure you check that out. My nigga's That's out love. here. That's love. That's yeah. love. Shit, bro. We I mean, we might as well just get well, go ahead and get into it. I mean, we started off talking about a bunch of different things. Um, we talked about a little bit about Stacey Abrams. Uh, I don't know if you want to start there. We talked what else did we talk about? We talked about uh uh, well, mainly uh, Stacey Abrams and her story on how she kind of, you know, came to be. Um, I Stacey you know, Abrams is ill, bro. All right, so has, no, go ahead. I was saying Stacey. I, when I was in Atlanta, dude, I had a little internship for a while, and this was my first, you know, interaction with Stacey Abrams. I went to go film her, um, and I one thing that I remember, bro, that really caught me off guard was just how down to earth she was, dude. Like. Mm-hmm. I and, and I don't throw this around. I'm not gonna say I felt like I was talking to my mama because my mama's my mama, but she was genuinely. She looked you in the eye when she spoke to you. She shook her hand pre-pandemic. Um, she just really cared about everybody in the room, and to see that off of like first impression type, you don't see that from a lot of people, especially yeah. in the realm of like being in Atlanta or poli- politics, politics. Period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> politics. <period. laughs> Yeah, bro. I was, uh, I, I really, I've been kind of admiring her from afar, but I didn't really know much about her. But I started listening to her book lately. Um, shit, I forgot the name of it. I'll stop. Yeah, I'll find say. it. Um, but I've been listening to her her book a lot lately, and she talks about her upbringing. This woman is a literal genius. So the name of the book it's called Lead from the Outside. It was recommended to me by one of my mentors, and he was trying to like you know, um give me some guidance into kind of like picking my future and if anybody knows how to dictate their future stacy abrams is that person bro and i think it's dope that bro all right so you you were in the same room with her did you did you 
was it kind of crazy just being around somebody like that? Like the energy. Have you ever been around somebody where that energy just in the room is like, holy shit, they right there? Like, hey, right. So I think this, this was my first time in life where like I knew that I was around somebody that of, 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 of you know, great stature and importance just off of how she carried herself. First of all, I want to make that very clear. Like Stacey Abram walks like a goddess. Like she walks on some like I'm here to make change. I'm here to touch people who need to be touched. And that's all I'm here for. And she disappears. You wouldn't even know what necessarily party she's with or whatever. She's just a good human being. But yeah, the surprise to, or not the surprise, but the, my mind blowing up was to see her gain the traction that she did in Atlanta or, and then, you know, in the neighboring States, I mean, the neighboring counties and whatnot. And then to see, like I almost had to remind myself that I was in the same room with her because when I would go back and look at the footage and she's still speaking the exact same thing that she is now. Like she's yeah. the same stuff that she's saying on national TV. She's been saying in the crooks and crannies of Georgia forever, like forever. And she, she moves like that. And it's a beautiful thing to see. She, she definitely like, it, it's, it's, it's almost kind of sad if you think about it that, a genuine person is so rare like that like she was talking about how when she was growing up her parents they grew up relatively pretty poor um and her parents there were some times where they just didn't have you know the proper amount of food they didn't have electricity they didn't have heat but their parents understood that education was so important so they would spend most of their income on getting them both through college and then also their kids through college and she was telling me one of the lessons that she, or not telling me specifically, it damn near felt like it because, like, bro, <laughs> she just, that's how she talks. She has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's how she, she talks. She was kind of like, yo, like, my parents instilled in me that from a young age, even though we didn't have anything, there were also always people out there that didn't have less. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they always had less. So, and she's like, it's our job and our responsibility to look out for those people. You got to build a community from the bottom up. And not from the top to the bottom. Your education don't take you to the top. Your yeah, education dude. don't make you no different than nobody else that's out here struggling. And you, you better act like it. And it's like, right. it's like, man, like just hearing somebody, you know, like that is just, it's inspiring. I was inspired driving home. I was reading, I was reading her, uh, her stuff. Also, just quick shouts out to her for. Um getting the Nobel Prize from the Voters Association. What? She got a Nobel yeah, Prize? Bro. Yeah, dude. They came at her with that. So to me, that was just the biggest indicator of like, all right, she was right about everything. You know what I mean? Like the voting and how like they were putting three booths in heavy populated areas. You know what I mean? Like it was all bullshit, but she stood but real around shit. in the face of it and it paid off. Real shit. If Stacey Abrams ends up flipping Georgia blue, because like we were just talking about, bro, she was in one percent, and she said, "I'm coming right back." She got two blue senators. There's only two senators in the state of Georgia. Two, both of them are blue. If she wins the governorship, she can run for president. I guarantee it. What? Imagine a black a black woman president, Stacey Abrams. Man, she that, get my vote immediately, coming. dude. That's coming oh. just for the sole purpose of um. Just of how she moved, dude. We haven't really seen that energy, especially in the South, since the 08 campaign when um pre- when former President Barack Obama ran. And mm-hmm. to see that bubbling of like underground, it's kind of it it it, it makes it it makes it a Where lot more special. Where somebody's excited, 
excited to see your face. We were excited exactly. when Obama walked around. Exactly. Like we were like, oh shit, like Obama. Like this is insane. My president and, is black. My Lambo's blue. Oh what? man, sixth, seventh grade, losing it to what? that. Song. Everybody had a snowman shirt with with Obama on the back. Hey, that was lit, bro. What? Man. <laughs> and then they got suspended because you can't have snowman. Exactly. Yeah, okay. one hundred, one hundred. They 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 was they was getting us, but we still did it. <laughs> they was hey, tax nine. But speaking of Stacey Abrams, because I really want to get into a little bit of stuff that I learned from her book, but I've also been thinking about it a lot over the uh, the course of the last couple of weeks. And I've just been looking forward to talking to you guys about it because I think it's interesting in terms of uh, just growth as being an adult, bro. There's no manual to growing up. You really just kind of like hit the ground and and figure it out if you trip you got to figure out how to get up you got to figure out how to tie your shoe nobody taught you how to tie your your adult shoes you know what i mean and um stacy abrams and this auto uh this this book that i was listening to she was talking about from a very young age well backtrack how the black community often doesn't have the foresight to look ahead and like um look ahead and be able to visualize like these goals that are so outlandish you know what i mean like mm-hmm. this woman was 12 years old in college classes she was 18 and still had no idea what to do with her life mm-hmm. but what was interesting to me was she wrote on this little this chart that was like just her dreams and wants in the future right. and she was like you have to dream without logic like logic is the death of ambition once you start trying to logically and rationally think about what you're capable of you just stop trying so she was like man i was 18 and i want to run for mayor at 35 i don't know how i'm gonna get there but i'm gonna write that down and i'm gonna tell everybody i know that i want to be mayor at 35 and she's like you have to dream like that and I guess kind of like the, the topic that I wanted to bring up to you guys was, um, well, I keep saying you guys. Real quick, we didn't address it in the beginning. Shouts out to my boy, Darren, OG, OG D Street, D Johnson, Street. D Street Johnson, uh, D Street Johnson, the GOAT. The goat, my boy, is in the midst of transitioning out of South Korea. I know this is a hard right turn. I just thought about it. I kept saying we, so I was like, I got, I gotta address my nigga Darren. He's in the middle of transitioning out of South Korea. He's coming back to the homeland. So my boy's over there, busy tying up some loose ends and stuff like that. So he didn't make it to this podcast, but he's gonna definitely be on the next one. Um, But shouts out to my nigga, Uh, love you, dog. Always. what was I talking about? Stacey Abrams? Right, Stacey Abrams, yep. Oh, so what I wanted to ask, like, Z, when you were trying to figure out, because you're kind of going down this road of creation, right? Like, you have your own brand, you have graphics, you have videos, you have things of that nature, and you tell me, right. you give me advice all the time, especially when it comes to this podcast and just creating something. The uh, trials and tribulations that come with doing something that's not conventional dreaming bigger and seeing things that like other people may not see in the moment um and just kind of going for that shit but like how was that process for you you know what i mean like like 
I know a little bit about it, but tell talk talk to the people about you just going gun ho in this homies brand. Well, Hondo. So um just or just to start off, the homies basically originated on some um, you know, you have your friends and you all hanging out together, whatever. But eventually I saw a potential in it. So um I do editing, I do clothing, designing, all that. Um, but the process for me, the way it came about to me, it was like a little bit discouraging. And I think for us, um, and when I say us, I just think of like people of minorities and whatnot. For us, I think the reason why we struggle to to achieve our dreams that we may have is because I think we're trying to convince everybody in our closed circle of, of what we're doing and like we want their acceptance. But I think quickly for me, at least, once I saw that I was trying to get like my mom, my dad, or like say even a couple of my friends to get on board with it, and I saw their reaction to it. Um, once I saw that they kind of, like they started basically acting like everybody else in a sense. So that's what yeah. kind of made it discouraging. They didn't really see the vision or they didn't believe in themselves. It was one of the two. But you kind of just have to fall back into your craft and really believe what you're trying to do. Because even when you were speaking on it, um, I think it's crazy how. Even to hear how Stacey Abrams, like it, it shouldn't be crazy that Stacey Abrams achieved her dream when she was 12 years old. That's how yeah. we have astronauts. That's how we have doctors. That's how we have, like all these people have a goal and they went after it. But for yeah. us, and I think a lot of our people, we're so busy dealing with the now. Because also the thing about Stacey Abrams, she had that fortitude of like, kind of reminds me of my mom, you know, coming from the same situation, broke, you know what I mean? Oodles and noodles. But for her to go to the military and be in the military from like 19, but really be broke. My dad learning how to cut as we're transitioning from different places. And now he's like a master barber where he has his own place now. Like it was Shout so much. Me. Yeah, for real. Um, it But it was so much in between that, that only we saw and that we experienced. Um, I think you just can't get tired, bro. Like you just have to really like believe in what you're doing and go crazy for it because Stacey Abram doing that, is one of the biggest attestaments to like, also it's the biggest attestament to it's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> you have to Word. put in, you have to put in that time, regardless of, you know, your skill is dope. You know, you have good people relations, but you can have the best people relations, but everybody you run into after you start your brand may not be who you thought they were. So Word. you still, you really got to have faith in what you're doing. And I think the process, it has to start with belief. If you don't believe what you're doing and you're looking for other people to tell you, hey, you're doing a good thing, that's not you. You don't you don't stop it. <laughs> you're not you're not going to see it through. She was telling this really interesting story because I love having these conversations with you, bro, because like I we've had so many conversations where it's been like you'd come to me, you'd be so frustrated. You'd be like, bro, like crying like, this bro. person <laughs> this person don't hear me like i hear me this person yeah. don't see this vision like i see this vision and he's like that shit hurts bro because it's people that i care about and you nobody prepares you to be let down by the people that you care about those that, that's what hurts the most you know yeah. life is going to be difficult life is life but when somebody you love hurts you it's like damn like for real that's crazy so like i think that a point of growth is like you said believing in what you want it doesn't matter how outlandish it sounds to other people it doesn't matter how outlandish it sounds to yourself you got to keep going for it that woman said 
And like you said, it takes time. That woman said, I want to be mayor by 35. And she said, I right. have no idea how to do that. That's difficult. That's incredibly, I have no idea what right. it takes to be a mayor. And then she turned around and said, well, I guess I have a 15 year head start to figure out. Right. No, straight up. Real <laughs> life. Like that's Real life. Like, and then there's a difference between, hard. there's a difference between, you know, and not knocking it because a good mayor is a good mayor, period. But there's a difference between somebody that was born to be a mayor and somebody that's just like around a bunch of people in their 30s or 40s and like, hey, you know what? You should probably be mayor. Like, there's yeah. a big difference between that. And she's like on that 110%. She knows who she is. You know, I, I've been told before and, and like, and I hate doing it because I hate hearing it. Right. And I think that this is why this book resonated with me so much is because I've heard people say, hey, bro, you should run for some type of office. Mm. You're interested in politics. You talk well. You right. can communicate with people. You're, in, you're, you're smart on some level. You should run for politics. Right. My boy's a genius. <laughs> and I <laughs> thank you, brother. I ain't a genius, but I preach. Um, what he talking about? <laughs> but like I've heard that before, and I always cringed at the idea. I didn't cringe at the idea because it wasn't something I've thought about before. I've cringed at the idea because I let logic get in the way of that pursuit. Right. Like. Man, uh, like imagine Senator Smith for real. Like right, what true. it takes to be a senator. My boss, uh, when I was doing my internship, was the representative for one million people. He encompassed the entire Southern California border. I can't imagine myself feeling self-important enough to feel as though I can represent a million people right it's just nothing that's ever even crossed my mind when man last year before i graduated my i, I tell uh, i don't know if i told you this but i've told jessica this before and I've, I've been like bro before i graduated and i did this internship my entire goal in life was to go work at a finance firm right i was like i got an econ <laughs> degree i i can go crunch these numbers i can get a bag and call it a day right and get a Tesla. And, then, <laughs> and get a Tesla. And, and it's cool. It's right. cool. Easy money. But but I realized, I mean, I've always really been interested in politics. I've always been interested in the idea of helping people. But my scope of vision, my scope of ambition was always just so limited because I wasn't exposed to anything. I wasn't around people who were shooting to be the next governor of California right. or shooting to be the next house of representative in from this district i wasn't around those people so my field of view was so like limited and anytime somebody would be like oh you run for office i'd be like oh no logically speaking i gotta i got a long way to go i gotta like i, I just don't know how to do this i don't imaginary know checklist you know yeah but it's not even about it's, it's just about acknowledging that that's a possibility Right. It's about just saying she said some ill shit. She said logic is the death of ambition. Yes. Once you once you try to start logically thinking your way through your your life, like oh, like oh, I ain't got no money right now, but how do I get some money in ten years? How do I get this two hundred thousand? I I can't go to school. I don't know. Once you try to start like logically thinking through your dreams, your dreams fall apart. You just gotta right. go. <laughs> and right. I was just like, I was like, this woman is ill bro and i just i um i don't know man because in a sense dude I, like what you explaining bro that's magic dog like 
you, yeah. you, like it's coming from your head, some shit that wasn't that didn't exist, and then you're willing it to real life. So like, yeah. you're not supposed to understand that shit, bro. You gotta let that just play out. And that's where the beauty of it all comes from. Because once you like, you're on you're on your journey right now. You're already on your path. In the beginning, that shit was ter- like you. You mentioned this quote from Nip all the time, where you said, "When you're going through your what you're going through, you're gonna experience every single emotion." Dude, it's so surreal. That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 bro, when he said that at first, it's just like that's some, you know, it's some cool shit to say. No, yeah. bro. Like, I mean, every dude. I mean, if from from birth to now, like every emotion you can ever fathom, like. From loving somebody to hating to wanting to quit in the yeah. middle of a peak to wanting to like in the middle of the night you want to go knock on doors and sell your shit like yeah you gonna feel every single emotion if you really going after something that you really want like if it means that yeah. much to you that's crazy that's facts big facts. and that's that that feeling right there like I just imagine that that's what feeling life is like you know what I mean yes. like that yes. is you're yes, living bro. life once you start going through that yes, moment bro. Yes, and I think bro. that that's just beautiful bro like for real for real and we you all have to perfect. experience we have to experience that we have to be able to just go out there and try some shit for the sake of trying it even if you feel as though you aren't qualified what does that mean like what what Go get qualified. Go try right. it, and if you fail, you figure out how to get qualified. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. And I think that 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 mentality is something that I, I really hope that a lot of people take to heart. It's something that I'm struggling with right now. I'm trying to figure out how to really walk in that, and you know, I'm going through my ups and downs. But you know, it's something we all got to go through at some point, yeah, right? Dude, it come, it makes it sweeter at the end. You know what I mean? Because you can think back and be like, I really didn't know, bro. Like I did, I did, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom where everything's at today. But it's due to you still just putting in that work mentally. You know what I mean? And just like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get here. And when I get here, okay, I'm gonna do this. And when I do that, <laughs> something else that come after that. It's just one step that. What we say, uh, two comes from one, and three comes from two. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. So you gotta. You got to compound those movements, bro, you know? Uh, Real quick, and then we'll get off of Stacey Abrams. I was listening to that audio book when I was coming home from work, and in that very moment in which my ride from work is 11 minutes, bro. Like, I'm really not that far from work. Right. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, thinking about Stacey Abrams, and I'm listening to her talk, and she talks about writing down all your most audacious goals in life like it doesn't matter like whatever it is and you want it write it down and and look at that every day cultivate it every day uh and try things that either that either just shoot in that direction it doesn't even have to be directly that just shoot in that direction and grow with your list right no matter how outlandish it is right and do things that kind of like bring that energy out of you. And I was sitting in traffic and I'm listening to her talk. And I was like, damn, I really want to go home and make a list. And I thought to myself, I was like, what is the first thing that I want to put on my list? What really like evokes passion out of me, right? Obviously, I love politics. I love policy. I love talking. I love things like that. But I was thinking about it earlier. As I'm driving and listening to this book, I'm driving past a homeless camp. Hmm. It's literally, if, if you are around where I'm at and you're listening to this on Highway 12, there's a Farberware factory uh, in Sassoon. And there's this, next to it, it's this massive factory. But this, this next to it, there's this creek that kind of runs under the highway. And it's just a bunch of wooded area. 
And as mm. I'm driving by, I just see trash. I see like makeshift beds. I see like clothes. I see food. I, I just it it just looks and people are living in mud, like literal mud. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at them as I'm driving by. And I'm you like, you said it's on a it, river bank, on a river. It's bank? basically on the river. It's 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 not like a full on river. Maybe a creek is probably a better yeah, idea. Yeah, but yeah. like it's just tucked in like this really it's on the back end of a factory bro like it's just it's that back there right yeah. and people are living in that and and, and if, if you if you've been in a car with me if you've been around me walking homeless people pull on my heartstrings like no one it's there's no reason there should be a human being on earth literally living in the mud straight up it doesn't make sense and it infuriates me and 2021 and it also, it infuriates me the way homeless people are treated. You shouldn't lose your humanity because you don't have the resources to thrive in a society that doesn't give a fuck about you. Right, uh, period. <laughs> to start with. You should tr- you should be treated like a human being because you are one. Regardless if you have the resources or the access or you should be treated like a human being and you should be given the opportunity to get out of your situation. So I long story short I think that my first thing that I want to put on the list is uh, I want to get involved in eradicating homelessness. Yeah. And by eradicating, I say that word specifically because that is the audacious term that I'm going to sit on. It's not diminish homelessness. It's not like let's reduce our numbers. I want to get involved on making sure that every human being in the United States of America has access to getting somewhere to rest their head at night to shower, to wipe their ass and feel comfortable in their own skin. Like, that's what I want to do. That's going to be at the top of my list of, like, the first thing that I will, like, that I'm putting on this grand idea, right? Because it just, it didn't fear. Bro, did I ever tell you about the time I almost fought a nigga when I was door dashing? Yeah, uh, I remember vaguely, dude. Man, he was... He threw money at the guy or something like that. Yeah, bro. I that's almost, like, yeah, you got to see me, bro. That's crazy. I almost strangled a man in a yeah, McDonald's parking lot. But what real quick with the audacity to do that, bro? It's just it's it's, it's crazy. insane. It's, it's All right, crazy, so, so I was DoorDashing, right? I'm gonna tell the people because I already told you. I was DoorDashing. My boy getting hot again. He mad. I'm upset. hey bro i'm hot i am hot bro uh so i'm at mcdonald's right i'm picking up an order and i walk out into the parking lot right and i'm hopping in my car maybe three stalls over there's this pickup truck right and they're sitting there back in there's this homeless dude i see him he's if you're from where i'm at there's a target and there's like a little jack-in-the-box and there's a main road, and you walk across near McDonald's. I see this homeless dude as I'm pulling up to McDonald's, walking across the main road with this big, dingy blanket. Like it's it has holes in it. It's stain. It just it it's a really fucked up blanket. He's yeah. dragging it across the freeway, and he's just aimlessly walking across traffic. Right. He walks into the McDonald's parking lot, and he starts wandering around, and he's trying to make eye contact with people. Say, hey, yo, can I get some money? Whatever. He walks up to this pickup truck. I'll never forget this until the day I die. He walks up to this pickup truck and he's like, I hear him. He's like, hey, man, 
do you have maybe a couple extra dollars? Do you have uh, you know, a spare cigarette or something like that, right? Oh, man, I see Red just thinking about what happened. Yeah. Th- this guy looks at him, and I visibly see the disgust on this man's face. He reaches in his pocket, grabs a couple ones, balls them up in his fist, and then throws them on the ground in front of him. And then he reaches back and he grabs a cigarette and chucks it behind the homeless dude. So I'm watching this homeless dude. Like, I literally see the uh, dignity wipe from this man's face. Right. And he reaches down and uncrumples this $2 that he just threw on the ground. And he turns around and he grabs this cigarette and he walks off. I've been like, bro, uh, uh, no. <laughs> Nigga, we going to the store. We buying you a new pack. Fuck that. I'm getting you a Chris 20 out of the ATM. Got me fucked up. <laughs> bro, I'm That's so crazy. mad that like, I feel like I'm like about to like, I, 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 you know, you ever get angry. Yeah. You get so angry. You're in a little bit. You back it. You back in that moment, bro. I feel I'm back in that space because I almost busted that nigga's face in with this whole McDonald's bag. How yeah, on earth can you treat another human being so bad? What? How do you wake up and that's your thought process? Folks ain't got it in them, bro. Nine, oh. nine, nine twenty. I ain't gonna say like it's just some like just to sound more, but but bro, it's it's really out here to where like neighbors don't talk to neighbors anymore, like. It's just people don't speak to each other, but even being in the city, I would see some of that same shit, bro. People would like, I mean, this dude is, and what's crazy is you'll see it reversed, right? So like they'll see a homeless guy and they are friendly to him. But if the homeless guy is seen talking, like I work, so I would bring the homeless guy like some milk or some cookies. I used to work at Great American Cookie downtown. So like. The only thing I could really give you is goddamn a handshake and, and a bunch of cookies. That's really all I could give you. I know it's not going to fill you up, but you got some cookies, bro. Yeah. But when people would see him, like at first they would see him down bad when they, whatever they got there. But then I guess leaving, they would see him talking to me and I would be giving him stuff. And they would assume that he's not as bad as, I guess, whatever. I guess they assume that he's well off. So they would treat him. Like, oh, well, give me my money back. You didn't need that. Or, you know, um, dude, I people have walked yeah. up downtown, bro. Like, oh, I thought I thought you were homeless. Uh, but you're sitting here eating am. cookies. I'm like, fuck, nigga, his hair is dreaded. And like off of some, like, just being out here. And you're talking about you want to take some like this man done helped them park. This man then helped them. Then one helped them park, scared off any parking meter guy that then came trying to give him a ticket, and then been their personal guide all through downtown Atlanta. You feel me? So yeah. it's like for y'all to come back and show him your ass because y'all done had a good time. But when you was scared, it was a whole different tone. That's 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 insane, bro. People are wild. And bro, and you reminded me of a story because that behavior is not specific to that situation. I don't want to say the person's name. Uh, in case Fuck they em. listen to this podcast, if they did, no, I can't. I can't say it, but like <laughs> from 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 Z is fuck you, nigga, fuck you. That's crazy. Tell you, Don't do that. Fuck I'll you. I'll tell you more detail after the fact. But this nigga was telling me <laughs> a story, right? and he was telling me about how back in the it was back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> that was an older individual, but um, he we used to he used to go to this gas station, and there was this homeless dude that was always out front. Right. 
and he would stop by and he would hand him a couple dollars or whatever. He'd go in, he'd buy him some snacks. And that's some real cool stuff. It's like, all right, bro. You're like, And it got to a point where it's like, he's there all the time. You go there all the time. So you know the dude's name, you know his face. You guys interact, right? So he's talking, he's talking to me and he's like, yeah, man, I gave this dude some money. I gave him this, I gave him that. And one day I happened to go in there, right? And he's standing behind me in line because I guess he was going to grab something while he was in there. And I fucked around and forgot my wallet at home. I didn't realize until I got to the front register. And then the homeless dude that he had been seeing all this time taps on the shoulder, taps him on the shoulder. How much is that, bro? Oh, it's like $5. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll get you this time. You always get me. Homeless dude pulls out a wad of cash and pays for his stuff, right? And then the guy's response, instead of just saying thank you, is he was like, I thought you were homeless. Where are you getting all this money from? Nigga, you gave it to me. This is all I have. I've been it's saving called, money. Nigga, I just that's what saving looks like. Like what I am I? I don't stupid have a stupid nigga. Stupid nigga. Stupid Bro, he, nigga. He proceeds to call homelessness a scam, and I almost blacked out. I was stupid like, nigga. Stupid nigga. But and it's like I even in that sense, bro. Like how the tables turn, bro. You didn't have no fucking bread on you, and you sitting here talking about like nigga, you homeless now, and it's essentially that's that's crazy as shit. The situation flipped and you sitting here asking questions. I thought you were homeless. Fuck, nigga, you ain't got no money in your pocket. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> Bro, it's really crazy. Uh, the uh, the things people do to each other, to be honest with you. Hey, and then quick. on some like, karma supposed to be clean after that. <clears throat> but yeah, man, just some... some 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 fuckery's going on. At the end of the day, bro, it's about trying to be a good person. Right. And those people that we just talked about weren't being the greatest of people. A lapse in a, la so. a lapse in personal judgment. It's okay. Everybody's afforded one every once in a while, I guess. Yeah, and it's just about trying to be the best person you can be on a day to day basis. Man, speaking of, I nailed that. First of all, if anybody's ever wants to 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 apply for a job. And somebody asked you, like, uh, shit, I forgot the question she asked me, but it was ill. Um, she, uh, I forgot what it was, but I basically told the person who was hiring me that I wake up every day trying to be the best version of myself. Yeah. Man. That wasn't a lie. That blew her mind. Oh, yeah, that wasn't a lie. <laughs> she, she, she was like, wait a minute. And then like the next like manager came in and was like, yo, Shante said he wants to be the best person that he can be every day. And I got that job. So you can steal that. Oh, Go ahead and take that. <laughs> Go to whatever. <laughs> take that as life advice. Take that as career advice. People love yeah. that shit. So definitely. But that's crazy that that even surprises. I mean, not crazy, but you know. Like, dude, that's something that just should be normal, bro. You should wake up and just be trying to be the best person. Be better than you were yesterday. Yesterday. That's it. That's that it. it. That is the key to being a good that person. All, bro. Do something better than you Everything else figure itself out. And man, I don't understand how people can just be 
man, we can go on a whole tangent about the philosophy of how people just be mean for no reason. It don't make it. It is so easy to be a good you person. You said it though, bro. It is so. You you said time and time you again. Go out of your way to be a dick, dude. Because here, I mean, it's all a dollar, <laughs> dog. Folks be trying to get paid. Period. Either they know it or not. Yeah. Folks be, why you mad? Because you broke for real. That's all. Like it's just. Cause you, bro, because you're trying to figure everything else out in your life, and you, you, you think as an individual and not as a part of the collective. So it's just, it's uh, you, you don't really see the humanity if you get in, if you get into your paper. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. So, right. but uh, but speaking of getting to the paper, getting to the paper, to the paper. Um, shouts out to Reddit. Facts, right? They, uh, yeah, big shots. They, they bring the GameStop, GameStop out the mud. Like, crying, bro, they hurt him, bro. They went and told and... the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Hey, wait a minute, man. I, I like cheating off your test. Don't be cheating off my test. That's crazy though. And it, and how poetic is it too that it's GameStop? Real life, though. like. <laughs> is is the most random but perfect company for that to be taken so if you haven't heard uh gamestop shares have gone through the roof basically what happened was there's a reddit group on uh obviously on reddit it's called wall street bets it's a community on there right and basically what they do is they just kind of come together as a community talk about their daily bets talk about you know their ups and downs and trading in the market and things of that nature right basically a couple guys on the forum came through and they were like hey guys i just got some information that these hedge funds and for people who don't know what hedge funds are hedge funds are these institutions these these uh conglomerates that are not conglomerates but institutions that are basically pulling people's assets your money uh, and they're just kind of pulling together money and they're betting as a collective on different things in the stock market and they're investing in the stock market right you can you can invest in a hedge fund um they found out that a specific hedge fund but also a collective of hedge funds were betting that gamestop was gonna fall apart right so they were imagine like putting all of your money um that one outcome was going to happen and if you if you were right you tripled your, your 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 the funds that you put in if you were wrong you lost everything wall street bets came in and said you know what fuck those guys <laughs> as a community there's a couple hundred thousand of us as a community we are all going to bet against them we're going to pool our money together and act as a community hedge fund for the most part and buy the fuck out of gamestop GameStop shares went from $16 a share at the start of the year in 2020 to upwards of $350 a share. So if you bought a bunch of shares of GameStop at $16, nigga, that is is an insane amount of money that you just made. That's crazy. But what's fucked up the hedge funds was they were anticipating the stock price going low. It went the opposite direction. So in order for them to kind of, um, I guess, hedge their bets would be the best way to to bet against themselves to kind of like reduce the damage. They had to keep buying shares. They had to buy the higher price in the shares. 
that only drove the share price even higher because basically in a in a market in a in a in a stock market the higher the volume of shares the more people investing and more whatever the, the higher that share price goes so now you have a bunch of people in the community of reddit buying a bunch of gamestop and now you have hedge funds trying not to hemorrhage money also buying shares of heads uh of gamestop but since they bet against it so much in the beginning it's fucking up their portfolio uh, one of these hedge funds almost went bankrupt these people lost five billion dollars in a week did they get bailed out or something uh i i don't know though how the, all oh, that's yeah, gonna right. end up playing out but basically how you said bro they they they, they told the teacher yeah. <laughs> they called the sec and was like yo these niggas is acting different i i'm not supposed to be losing money they supposed to be losing money and uh like you said bro it's the little guy kind of striking back against these fucking multi-millionaires isn't that, that, bro you should have seen these i was huh? just gonna say isn't that crazy how quick they can stop it though you know what i mean the minute they're like not pleased with they stopped it like Shook. overnight bro like that was quick that's crazy you got people getting kicked off of reddit right. you got people getting kicked off of discord you got people getting kicked off of stock trading apps that shit you only think how can you tell me how can you tell me i can't bet no that's more because you upset that's crazy that's some that's some russian shit right there but you just censoring everything <laughs> like that's it that's crazy that's crazy especially on some like I don't know. We're just showing examples again and again here in America where, like, if somebody's getting too much land too fast, they try to shut that down. If somebody is getting too much of a certain piece of industry, they shut that down. Um, just if you, if, nigga, did I catch you having you literally, fun? No, literally, <laughs> you literally, literally, like you're getting a piece of this American dream? No, nigga, sit down. Like, that's crazy. You enjoying yourself that's for a second? Wait crazy, a minute, bro. It's like the folks, it's like it, the dream is only sit for like the elite sometimes, or at least that picture's painted clear. You know what I mean? It's, it, that's sad. But also, shouts out to the little man for sticking it to him. Power to the people. <laughs> I was talking to Darren about it, right? Because I love the idea. Like, I love the idea of us just kind of... Ta- it, it feels like 2021 is setting itself up for... uh Shit, call back to Stacey Abrams. It isn't about necessarily changing the system incrementally. We're in the business of hacking away at it now. So uh, I'm going to find the vulnerability and I'm just going to start chopping at that All shit, right? right? And it feels like that's where we're at in 2021. These people are like, yo, we're playing your game right now. We're going to bring you down with it. And, you know, even as far as um, politically what's going on, like it just feels as though we're hacking away at stuff instead of, oh, change takes time. Nah, nigga, I'm going to make you change. And I I like that. This is getting in the way of people's like living though, bro. You know what I mean? It's getting to a point to where people have to, like you're going to end up saying something. Um, and even think looking back at the stuff we were learning about in school and just like learning about the system or whatever, um, there's a lot that we were we weren't told, bro. Like there was a lot that we didn't really we couldn't grasp at that age. So to be seeing it now, it's kind of like we're gonna say something, or our kids are for sure gonna say something. We're like within two, three generations of like, all right, bro, shut up, sit down. Like <laughs> we got the will now. This is my boat. <laughs> 
All right, so I, I, because you reminded me, because you're exactly right, right? You reminded me of some ill shit, and I don't like shouting out this podcast on our platform, uh, but I will, I will talk about the individual. So his name is Joe okay, Button, right. obviously, and Joe on this unnamed podcast um, <laughs> was talking about. I literally heard it last night. He said some ill shit. He was talking about how so he just signed some major contract to be the director of creative equity at patreon right. you know patreon yeah. the one that you go on you creators it's for like content. it's like a, a uh, only fans for craftsmen exactly it's exactly what it is it's an only fans for craftsmen so they just signed a, a big deal over there and his mom had hit him up and was talking about like she was like you did it joey like you broke the generational curse like buttons have been poor for forever. Like, are you like, I didn't have money. Your family didn't have money and whatever. And he was like, bro, it was almost weird to hear my mom talk about it because the other day she was asking me about the stock market. She was asking me how to invest. She was asking me like where to put her retirement money, where to, you know, she's thinking larger than what she was thinking when we grew up, when she was just out here doing crap right. and she was out here doing whatever. And she was like, he turned around and told his mom, he was like, yo, no, you're currently also breaking the curse. You grew up in survival. Right. You didn't have access to think about the stock market. You didn't have access to think about your financial future or what you can do and what you cannot do. Sure. And things like, you didn't, you, you only really lived in one worldview. She was like, you doing that and talking to me about that and then me passing it down to my kids and just the access for people to go out and try and change their lives is breaking generational curses. I haven't seen this much politics in stock market and capital conversation on my timeline in my entire life. Just from the everyday person too, like people that we knew, like in class, you didn't pay attention to anything, but now you, you literally updating everybody on stocks and not like shots out, bro, for real. You can do this shit from your phone yeah. now. Like, that is amazing. Yeah. And I think that's so cool when it comes... Okay, it's cool because I'm very anti-capitalist. It's cool in the sense that people are are feeling comfortable in capitalism. Right. But, uh, you know, capitalism is still... Yeah, it is, bro. But, um, um, especially on the larger scale, it's sad. But I feel you. It's, it's incredibly sad. But yeah, man, I just thought that shit was fucking a, a bar that he but had before said. you even just because i remember you even said it the whole you know on the capitalism thing bro when you was talking about you know eradicating homelessness um like you know choosing to use the word eradicate uh to me it kind of just ties in because if you eradicate homelessness essentially you and slick did away with capitalism you know what i mean so it's like and you're chipping you know what i'm saying sure. so like you know just to segue on some if you got goals like that, that's how you can kind of get everybody to that same, you know, forefront. And man, honestly, like homelessness really pisses me off. But like you said, the broader picture is capitalism. Right. I am an anti-capitalist to my core. Obviously, I need to survive. So I need money. I need to participate in the system. But I hate the system to its Dude, it core. Makes you sick. It's it's literally <laughs> ruining lives. Yeah. And it, the the idea that you can benefit from something that is murdering so many is sick to me. And Especially when however, there's options to change it too, though. 
exact oh man i was thinking about it the other day and i wrote it down in my notes too i think what would be so beneficial i was talking to you earlier about not understanding the scope of your ambitions if you don't know what's out there if you knew better you'd do better uh-huh. right yeah. um it would be so fucking dope if somebody got a like coalition of individuals or a community of individuals that are experts in their field so when it comes to like uh uh social uh justice sociology uh scientists doctors whatever and you guys all get together and like really build a new system capitalism was built off of survival type shit uh, it was built off of people pissed off with paid like with uh not patriot like monarchies i think after the french revolution they literally decapitated a nigga's head and it was like yo we gotta do something different and they all (laughs) sat down around a table and say yo we're gonna figure this out because this ain't right we ain't gonna let the king just tell us what to do no more um i think something like that needs to happen we all gotta sit down and really brainstorm and visualize what that alternative is because for some reason people assume that the alternative to capitalism is immediately socialism or it's immediately communism, or it's immediately whatever the fuck they think it is. And some of those elements can be incorporated, but it doesn't have to be either or. You know what I mean? Like, we can get rid of some shit and and figure it out. Like, we, like, and I think that would be so There's always a middle ground somewhere. Uh, Yeah, man. But that's just about, you know, about trying to figure it out it's all about the journey i think the last podcast was named the journey and i think that that's always a good conversation no, it is, dude. it's just especially uh, on where we're going the next three years next four or five years are going to be really interesting it's almost crazy to say out loud because you remember when we were younger you would hear like our coaches and whatnot saying like you know our teachers saying like you got like what a time to be alive basically you know what i mean like you know Man. everything can change at the at the some dude, somebody can make a viral tweet and the right person to see it, or even just a clear example. Gone. Um, what's the what's the lady, uh, Majory Taylor Green? How she got booted out? Yeah. But just before she hmm. would have been able to keep spouting that Alex Jones type shit. They can just say whatever they want. Nobody gonna. But now we're at a time where it's like, no, either shut up or get prisoned or whatever. Like you need to be quiet though, and they can yeah. lose their position due to the power that we have now um, that's powerful dude. that woman is nuts. she's crazy oh and and she's that's insane. a bar for real for real yeah bro that's a bar the power that we have now can silence ignorance they like can. that like that woman is absolutely that she hopped on I'll, I'll never forget the, the screenshot it was on twitter she's in a senate hearing about her uh house hearing about some shit right but she had the a face mask on that said censored. And, I'm literally looking and, at it now. Reopen America, all types of stupid shit. She was like, they were like, Brett, like you have a face mask that says censored on national television at a House committee hearing in the Congress of the United States of America. How the fuck are you censored? Like, what are you heard, talking about? You're being heard, baby. Like, what? <laughs> and you're talking about Sandy Hook was a hoax. Like, what are you talking There's about? Stuff like that. Like, that's like, to me, I mean, all right, freedom of speech for sure. But at to a certain point, I'm like, damn all that. Cause you shouldn't be allowed to say certain stuff like that. Like that's to me, that's crazy. Um, 
really really imagine having your five-year-old die in sandy hook and then you hop on television and the woman that just got elected is saying that that shit come was on fake. like am i how, how am i supposed to I stay sane away by the democrat like what how am i, I can't Man. stay sane after that um it's stuff like that. that that's really breaking the true americans you know what i mean that done went through and trying to got them persevere somehow but mm. 3,000 people died in 9-11, and this woman hopped on a, a, a committee uh, hearing the other day and said, yes, I do acknowledge that 9-11 happened. I never in a million years would I have thought that a U.S. sitting congresswoman would have had to acknowledge that she believes that 9-11 do happened. Do you think— 3,000 people died. Do you think this sets a bad precedent, too, though? Because like, it's like, bro— Obviously, 9-11 happened. You know what I mean? So it's like, do you think that's it's a bad precedent of like, like it gives a bad table legs, you know what I mean? Like of even entertaining that, you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like a lot of people, we we engage in conversations that are just ridiculous for the sake of let's have a conversation. But essentially, I'm like, with a conversation like that, like she's saying Parkland was a false flag. She's saying 9-11 was a false flag. It's certain stuff like that to where I'm surprised she's even having like a a response. An yeah, audience. you know what I mean? An audience, a response, just like you just like like Nip say, bro, goofy time in the corner, bro. Just let her self-destruct. Like that's just it's crazy. But now it's being brought to the forefront every single day. These crazy conspiracy theories or whatever. And people are digesting that, bro. You know what I mean? The loonies are digesting that. Like and people from the capital ain't come from nowhere. You know what I mean? That's because they've been seeing crazy, crazy stuff for the last four years, bro. Every single day. You know what's crazy? And now that you mentioned that, um, we blame Donald Trump a lot for that. But uh, I will say, out of all the crazy stuff that Donald Trump has said, he went about it incorrectly. But I will say that the media. Is is really hurting yeah, America, bro? Right they now. fanning that shit. It's like I don't need to see her on television talking about Sandy Hook. Wait, exactly. I don't need to see. I don't need to see your response. I don't need to see your eight panel response for nine straight hours telling me that this woman is crazy. I fucking know. That's the only I wouldn't. News that's I wouldn't being have reported on. <laughs> bro, imagine if you heard her name once and never right. Heard. You 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 looked at it and it was like, man, she don't believe in nine. She thought a Jewish space laser did nine eleven. Excuse me, you would have <laughs> tapped past that and never thought of that woman. That would have been clickbait but for the last two months. <laughs> that would have been on the onion. Real or some life shit. for the last two months, the the mainstream media has posted this woman all over the place, validated the fact that she's talking nonsense. We know we don't need to know that anymore. Like, you are you were exposing her to a bunch of people who wouldn't have known about her otherwise, period, bro. And that is a part of the issue. You can't call all these people crazy and then constantly show crazy people. It, it conflates the idea that this idea, the this uh, stance that they're taking is important. That the stance that they're taking deserves an audience. It doesn't. I always tell, I always say uh, sometimes in the group chat that like, I hate when people say that I'm entitled to my opinion in a conversation, in the context of a conversation about real life, right? 
People are all entitled to their opinion. That's a fact. You can say whatever the fuck you mm-hmm. want, and you can feel however the fuck you want. But that doesn't magnify the importance of what you Straight say. Up. You can say whatever you want, fam, but that doesn't make whatever you just said important in whatever conversation you're talking about. If I say, in my opinion, the sky is 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 uh is a little greenish, nigga. Right, <laughs> like, what does that mean? Real to deal, me? straight up. What importance does that have in this conversation? Like you, do- all right then. Anyway, that's conversation now, though. That's like debating now. That's how <laughs> folks really debate nowadays, bro. Like they say something, you say something. They say something, you say something. And as regard as as slow as it used to be, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say as as outlandish as whatever they're saying may be, they still feel like now if you don't engage them in the conversation, now you're not as intellectual as them or like, but uh, dude, I swear like just six, two, just a couple years ago, dude, it was understood that like, no, I'm just not going to entertain you. Like, I'm just not going to, that's just stupid. But now it's almost, you feel like you have to fight for every inch of like, moral sanity because everybody out here is just going against the grain like you usually say like people are thinking themselves as an individual and not the collective but not even just the individual like they're thinking of themselves as like the individual with all the with all the answers and all the nobody wants to be nobody wants to say they don't know anymore and that's crazy the smartest person in the room is the person who says i don't know first straight up bro (laughs) it's it just just be like, fam, I don't know. I, mean, I don't really have an opinion on this. Even if you saw it on Twitter and it made sense in your head, if you didn't look into it, fam, I don't really know. Really? I, mean, I heard this. But, <laughs> I mean, That's you know, how folks be like, talking. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is completely okay to say you don't know some shit. It's perfectly fine, bro. But, you know, and then it's crazy. You can see the gear spinning in folks' head when they trying to just like, you just say you don't know. There's nothing wrong with saying you don't know. Folks just be talking about that. Instead of giving your opinion or like somebody challenges your opinion and then you cop out with, oh, that's just my opinion. Oh, I just think differently than you. Nigga. Two plus two equals eight. Like, what do you want me to like? It's it's stupid shit. Like, it's dumb, bro. Like, I just don't. I don't get it. But, you know. It also. It's dis. It it also slightly makes me. or at least I don't know about y'all, but it makes me think about the the dare program. Like when I was a kid, bro. Like, um, just say no. Yeah, but and then also just to like you know certain shit I didn't even know about until they brought up. You know, kind of uh, piggybacking off of the craziness that people come with, and we have to like explain it. Like, imagine you being in fourth grade and the goddamn line come to your school and be like, "Hey, kids, this is Angel Dust." What? I don't know. I didn't know all this crazy shit was going on before you came and talking about it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, what the fuck? I don't know what you're talking about. And that's literally where we at with it, bro. Folks be coming and just be talking about any and everything. And that shit be taking up you're two hours seconds. It's crazy. You're just introducing chaos. Um, perfect. You, another example of what you just said, I learned about when um, the Cold War was going on. Um, they used to do those shelter in place right. drills, put in like elementary schools. 
yo, these niggas don't know what a nuclear bomb <laughs> You're is. Literally, <laughs> like, they literally got the, uh, the, what, the films that saying, what do you do if you're all on your, uh, if you're by yourself? <laughs> what? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nuclear bomb. I don't know. <laughs> what? This death isn't going to save me. Like, like, I don't know what you want from me. Crazy shit. But you're introducing chaos that wouldn't have it, like and that is the antithesis not the antithesis that is the the um the, the what's the word i'm looking for the premise yeah. of mainstream right. media basically bro is that 24 7 news networks they're just introducing chaos and and it's just it's sick it, it really it used is. to be like let's it, just hit them it, with a little bit of panic and that was just induced straight up panic bro <laughs> I was uh John Stewart did this whole like uh little docu thing, not docu series. It was a little 30 40 minute segment about whatever and he was talking about which we're too young to really know, but at one point in time there was no such thing as 24/7 news networks. Right. Um it was like this news came on at 5 6 or came on you know like you got the morning news and then you got the news in the evening. That's it. You ain't going to catch the news at 9 p.m. You ain't going to catch the news at 3 p.m. throughout your day. You ain't getting tweets about it. You're, you're, you got two days and, and, and you'd have like exposés. You would have like the most important shit. And that was it. After 9-11 happened, the news industry became a business because they realized that all of that terror and pandemonium from 9-11 caught so many people's attention. Mm-hmm. And they could make money off of that. So if I covered 9-11, this national tragedy that's never happened before, if I cover this shit nonstop for the next two, three months, and I see my ratings going through the roof, I'm going to do it for fucking ever mm-hmm. now. So that's that was the advent of the 24-7 News Network because they realized that panic and chaos will get us money. If I can keep you on your phone looking at it, I'm going to get some money off that's of it. That's mad world syndrome and, shit. And, Real, and that is the premise of the entire thing, and that's insane. That's wild. It causes people to storm a capital, thinking that there are fucking Democrats eating babies. In that's there. crazy. Like, what do you Pizza, like? PizzaGate shit. It's just it's it's insane, dude. But it's I, I don't even know what PizzaGate is, but I've heard it. It, too it, much it was some shit, now. dude. I I remember seeing it, and when I actually found out what it was, bro, I couldn't fucking believe it. Genuinely, it's a pe- that that was on. The it's news. a pizza restaurant. Motherfuckers thought something was going on, or I think they thought they thought they were selling babies, or they was having some type of meeting or whatever after hours or whatever. And people were walking into this restaurant with guns, like they were like, "We're gonna." We're, oh, I do remember they were that. Like, we're gonna shut this down. Where the babies? Yeah, literally, hey, and it's like, bro, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Like, what do you do with that? Hey, we got a five dollar cheese pizza special. I ain't got no babies here, homie. What the fuck do you do about that, bro? But then it's just like you know. Dude, it's it's you really don't understand it until you like see how they like say on CNN, bro. Um, I'll I'll watch them sometimes, and I'm up all hours. I'm always up, so I'll see them transition. It'll literally be all right, and CNN coverage continues going into like three fucking a.m., bro. From after that segment, <laughs> four thirty. All right, now coming up our correspondent, and it's like, dude, what the fuck is there to report? And essentially, it's just everybody's kind of echoing each other, waiting for that, like, boom. You can tell everybody's kind of just waiting for something to happen. 
and then it's just full fledged like the Capitol incident. The way they were covering that, bro, they've been waiting for that shit for so goddamn long, bro. Like, not saying that they wanted it to happen, Man. but that was they they nine eleven. You know, goddamn, that was wild. but that was they nine eleven, bro. You know, yeah, it's uh. <laughs> It's nuts. It really is. It is. It's really crazy the way that we consume information. It's the crazy that we the way we treat each other. It's the craziness that we deal with. But on a lighter note, it, it's about trying to figure out your place in it all. Trying to figure out how you can leave your mark of positivity on it all, um, and, and and kind of combat it. Because as much as you have all of these evil people in the world, you we equally need active good people out there combating Straight that up. shit. I think the other day I I told you one of the illest things that uh, one of my mentors had told me, he was like, it's hard for people to visualize that there are evil people in this world that are smart, dude. that are intelligent, that are geniuses. Just, like you like, said it, dude. Just you, you, Your words exactly how you told me. And I remember I was thinking of the rest of the day. You were said there are evil people that are just, like people wake up wanting to do evil just as well as somebody wakes up wanting to do good and that's fucking insane. yeah it's it's literally a battle of good versus evil right and there are people that are out there that wake up i have a phd from harvard i went to school i'm a Rhodes scholar and i'm i'm waking up today trying to figure out how to ruin somebody else's life because it because it, it benefits me in whatever sadistic way possible Man. either monetarily or just off my emotions and i think that we need to figure out a way to acknowledge that that exists and also be the counterforce to it. Whether it's on like a really low level, like not low level, but like simple level of just being nice to a homeless person, not throwing the money at his feet or cigarettes behind him, to actually running against somebody or trying to change something in your, in your institution or wherever you work at. Just being a better person. Mm -hmm. You need that. Um, because because this shit's not just gonna go away by itself. It's chaos breeds chaos. It does. <laughs> like it does, you, you, you need an army to fight back against. And it that don't shit. take a lot so. to keep it going. It only take a little bit of false information or anything to keep that chaos going. But like you, like we were saying, bro, just the it's kind of so, you know the perfect model of. And I hate to just keep going back to her, but Stacey Abrams, dude, like. She was a great example of <laughs> change. It's the theme of the podcast. Real, real deal, though. Because, I mean, even then, like you said, just going up against somebody, her going up against Kemp, and even though she lost, that was the biggest victory Georgia could have ever had because it really showed so much, bro. Like, I mean, I don't think people even Facts. understood. Even people, even someone who may not be the wisest saw the cards that were stacked up against them. Going, I mean, can you yeah. can you fathom living in an area where it's traffic damn near twenty four seven? It takes two hours to go five minutes down the road, but yeah. you're expected to vote in an area where there's only two booths. That's right. it's just that that's that's crazy. But it it just takes it takes that just to stand up in the face of it, like you said, bro. And that rea and that reality that those people are, are facing has been meticulously crafted. That's not by Straight accident, up. and it needs to be, it needs to be identified that these things don't just happen from osmosis. Mm -hmm. The reason why there's two voting booths in the central urban Atlanta where most black people right. live 
is because that is, we don't want this population to go to the booths. We don't need, and you got somebody like Stacey Abrams saying, I identified that as an issue and I refuse to let that keep happening. We need people like that top to bottom, period, all over the place. I think I, the other thing I had said to you was like, when, when you think of adjectives like smart or resourceful or uh, a good talker or, or speaker, uh, uh, charismatic, you always attribute those adjectives to people who are good, mm-hmm. that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. that, that are like somebody you want to be around. <laughs> but those people exist and are incredibly bad Real people. Life, bro. And, and you just have to be aware of that. Like you have to, you know, find your place in, in life. Um, how far Watch out for the really Mojo like, Jojos out there, dog. Is it they out there, bro? Mojo Just saying they out there. <laughs> Watch out for the motherfuckers, bro. Watch out for the Just Mojo saying. Jojo. They know what I'm they tweeting. be doing. <laughs> Man. Um, well, shit, bro. I we've kind of gone through our list or the list that I had. Do you have a bunch of other stuff you want to talk about? Uh, shit, nah, bro. Open book. This was I was, I was you know talking, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I uh, Stacey Abrams has literally, I I literally have a list of nine things with like a bunch of different subpoints. Um, Stacey Abrams might have covered all of this entire <laughs> Real list. Real deal, dude. <laughs> also, she's That's just a, crazy. she's just a good human, bro. Like she is awesome. Stacey Abrams <laughs> is just an amazing person to be around, man. Like. I'm telling you, if it, it's man, you ever in the room with crazy. Stacey Abrams, she will look you in your face. She will shake your hand. And if it's, you know, now she'll do you the little elbow bump, but she will let you know that like she sees you, she cares about you and she hears you. You know what I mean? And even just a little tidbit fact, when I went and, um, you know, covered her, covered her, um, what was it? What is it? Like when you're running, when you're campaigning, she was stopping at like different counties or whatever. Um, just a little segue and she stopped and spoke to everybody in this room bro and it was like 40 people in this room and i kid you not everybody was in the line and she spoke to each person one-on-one it could have been about a dog it could have been about parking it could have been what did you eat today but it was something to where she entered i don't know she was just real personal with people down the earth and you don't see that at all bro so that's probably why she was able to cover everything dude it's it's amazing. I really can't uh, <clears throat> wait to finish this book. She's uh, uh, uh again, the name of the book is called Lead from the Outside: How to Build Your Future and Make Real Change by Stacey Abrams. Um all the genuineness that Z was talking about from this book, you can literally feel it. Not from the book, but from his experience with her in real life, you can feel it in the book. Um she's just dope. Uh one of the things I had on the list, remember, did, did I tell you about that book, Victor Frankel, the Victor E. Frankel? No, you didn't, I don't think you told me about that. The one. meaning, the meaning of life. Yeah, I did. You, you had called me that day. Uh, fuck, I forgot what we were talking about. We were pissed. Uh, we were, you were pissed off about something, and we had called and we had talked. It was, it, it's Victor E. Frankel, mm-hmm. and it was talking about the meaning of life. Dude from the Auschwitz camp. Okay. Oh yes, you did tell. Yes, you did. You did tell me. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yep. Yeah, and the thing that I actually had written down, um, I had written two things down, right? In the book, he talks about if you find your why, you can live with almost any how. Yeah. 
if you if you define your why, it doesn't matter how you, you got your yeah. why. You know what I mean? You can live through hell if, if you got your why. This man's in an Auschwitz camp and like make defining his the whole book basically it's called uh man's search for meaning by victor e frankel the whole meaning of the book is basically about instead of asking what the meaning of life is um give life meaning in in each interaction and waking moment that you have so it isn't about trying to figure this big grand scheme idea about it's about facing the challenges that are in front of you and defining them and giving them purpose and uh he also this is other ill quote that i wrote down it was like live life like you're living you are in the past and you're trying to do it better again say that say Um, that one more time live live life like you are in the past so it's like straight up like you got that second chance imagine imagine you have already lived life how are you going to do it better that's straight up that's how you should live life and and I think that that was ill. And I think that that encompassed Stacey Abrams. Um, I don't even got to go into it no more. Uh, mindfulness of our projections, what we project into the world. I wrote that, that magic down. shit. Stacey Abrams. Yep. Uh, uh, definition of success. Literally under it says, give some description to what you will define as success. Um, Stacey Abrams, <laughs> we talked about that a little bit. Um... <laughs> It's kind of ill, bro. Yeah, no, it's, it's she awesome, covered bro. pretty much most of it. That's really awesome. It's uh... also since we talking about Queen, shouts out to um, VP Camilla Harris for you know breaking history. And shouts out to yeah, shouts out to the Camilla Queen Harris. Man, man. It's just this is a beautiful time to be alive, bro. It's awesome. It's awesome. Man, that's yeah. dope. It is really dope. She was like, there's so many dope pictures mm-hmm. from that too. Man, shouts out to her. Queens, queens, queens. Um, but shit, man. Oh, shouts out to I don't know if I'm allowed to. <laughs> you smiling like that? What you? See, <laughs> <laughs> I looked up. Wait a minute, bro. Right? <laughs> hey, you think I was about to say? I'm yeah, waiting for it. I, <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't know how uh, how how authorized I'm to get it off, but shouts out to yo folks, shouts out to Mom Dukes, shouts out to Pops. I'm really happy. Mom Dukes listens to the podcast. We out here, man. Shouts out. To it really means a lot. Oh, hold on. Uh, Since we doing shouts out, everybody, I want I want to take a moment to recognize Ashante Smith. Um, my boy. I don't know if he told y'all, but he was recognized oh. for all of his activism that he did or all of the community work he did that during his internships for what was it the senate the senate the california state one senate. more time say it again the california state so senate. i don't gotta say it too many more times but <laughs> my boy basically just got a plaque delivered to him and they are recognizing my boy for his outstanding commitment to helping these people figure out what to do in his district for COVID just to make sure the people are getting to where they need to be, make sure the people are eating, living, being happy Californians. My boy's out here doing this Man. thing. I just want to take gunshot. Boop, boop. I need gunshots. Man. Gunshots. My boy is up here. 
My boy is up here. My, there we go. There we go. I just want everybody to get my boy take. You gotta stop paying me for this. Shouts out to my boy. No more free, Randy. Hey, bro, that really means a lot, bro. I got that, that, that. It's a, it's a frame. Oh, and it's big. Resolution from the cow. It has my name in, oh, man. It's California State Resolution by the Honorable Ben Wesso, the 40th Senatorial District. Oh, man. It's the illest thing What did it say at the bottom, though? Read that at the bottom, nigga. What did that say at the bottom? Resolved by Senator Ben Wesso that he commends Ashante Smith for his stellar public service he rendered to the California State Legislature and the people of California under the conditions imposed by the COVID-19 pandemic and extends best wishes for his success in future endeavors. Signed, sealed, and delayed. Damn. Nigga. Oh. Damn. You heard him. You heard him. Damn, nigga. Yeah, that box, I was losing. Top flight security. Don't touch him, man. Six feet plus six feet, man. Back up, man. Man, let me get some more. Let me get, let me get some more. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Yeah, I really, hey, bro. But it's what we do, though, nigga. It's what we do, nigga. That's just period, man. Man, it's dope out here, bro. And and you know. More to come in the future, bro. We doing, we doing, we doing good it's things the, out here. We doing. It's the beginning things. of a lot. Yeah. Well, hey, man, this podcast was great. We covered a lot. Next time, we gotta get Darren in here and and get the homies together. Speaking of the homies, sponsored, powered by, and brought to you by, and 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 uh, and big up by, and. <laughs> Labeled by the homies. Gang. Make sure you get your merch uh, on the homiescloset.com. I got, I got um, to get you to give me a drop, bro. You heard me merch. Where you buy that? We have to get our custom drops. <laughs> on on the next drop. podcast, I told you guys I'm going to be a lot more serious and responsible about this podcast. We are doing weekly podcasts. We're committed, y'all. Every Friday, and I'm dropping a podcast, right? And I'm going to have our custom drops. Uh, I got the Instagram page up, the Two Tone Podcast. I'm gonna start managing coming. that. Content is coming. Content is coming for that. Um, I have the Discord because uh, I think that would be an interesting idea uh, to be able to like real time communicate verbally yeah, with you know people. Sure. Uh, maybe a Twitch channel, something like that. Something uh, we're gonna build this community, branching out yeah, a little. We're gonna build this community. That's all. We're gonna build a community. Um. All of that's coming soon. Big things coming soon. Consistency, growth, all 2021. Um, Z, what you got to say to the people? Happy Black History Month, man. Happy fucking Black, <laughs> black History. Happy Black History Month, man. man Stay safe out there. here, bro. Uh, hey, my fist. Yeah. Is it up? My fist is up. it up? <laughs> I need it up, y'all. If your fist ain't up, you're wrong. Yeah. Right, put them down. Man, put them down. your fist, bro. Get your fist. Yeah, all right, then. It has been a beautiful podcast. I'll talk to y'all later. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Oh, wait, wrong one. If I get rocked, this shit for my kids, nigga. <laughs> that real shit. We still want to the sun come up. Crack a 40 when the sun go down. It's a cold winter. Y'all niggas better bundle up. And I better be a hotter summer.
Mikey. He got to throw the rocket. Stepping up my game, these bitches gotta start paying me for this. Can't get no more free, Randy. <laughs>